0: Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: And, Lord, as we take time now to study uh, your word, I thank you for the gift of your word, and I thank you for the gift of people who are willing to study it out and and share with us. So uh, as uh, Brother John takes some time now to present your word to us, I pray that it would be something that we can take away uh, as a challenge, as an encouragement, and as motivation to serve you this week. And we thank you for it. We love you. In your son's name, amen. Mr. Clemente, the rest of the time is yours. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, starting, starting next, next Wednesday, Wednesday going, going forward on Wednesday, Wednesday nights, uh, there'll be the character, character studies prepared, prepared. uh, uh Caleb, Caleb, uh, characters Caleb, like Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Samson, and many and others. others. Um, also, also I, just I just wanted to, to share something in the way of way encouragement. encouragement. Um, um as many of you know, we've, we've been, been without a pastor, pastor for some, some time. time. Um, if you have your you have Bible, Bible, this isn't, isn't uh, where we're going to go in our study. We'll be in Jeremiah, but, if you could turn to Hebrews chapter 13, I just wanted to share a, a verse just in a way of encouragement, um, and I hope it'll be a help. It's Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Um, as you know, our God is a God of order. Um, he's also a God of, who's set up leadership. He's given uh, men authority, and I just want to be a help to everybody. Uh, Hebrews 13, 17 reads, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. At the current time, our deacons are kind of in the stead of a pastor, kind of. I was kidding with Colin. I said, it's like we have a five-headed pastor, but, um, you know, it's a funny, funny picture, but um, just, just in a way of encouragement, um, be a help to them and just pray for them. You know, share, share what God's doing in your life with them. And they're going to give an account for, you know, the things that transpire now. They've had some leadership that they were not expecting probably about eight months ago fall into their lap. So it's, it's definitely a learning process the whole way. We're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 9 verses 23 and 24 tonight. Jeremiah chapter 9. saith the, the Lord. The Lord gives us three things here that, that we're, we're not, not to, to be glorying, glorying in. in. Uh, another word, word for glorying in. would be to, be to be boastful of. of. The, the things we're not supposed not to be, be, boastful be boastful of are uh, wisdom. wisdom. This could be skill. This, this could be uh, uh, wisdom, wisdom in administration, such as a manager. manager. Um, um, this, this could, could be, be wise, wise and ethical and matters. All of these, All of these things, things that we're going to we're talk about, about are things are that, that can be good things, things but they'll never, never rescue you from misery. They'll never, never rescue you from disaster. disaster. They, can't, they save can't save your soul. soul. These, these, these are, are good, good things, things, but they're not they're the not things that we're to, we're to be dwelling on and, and boasting in and bragging, and bragging in. in. We're, not, we're to not to be celebrating these things. In fact, Proverbs 27.2 tells us, Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. Um so, um, so we're not we're to not be bragging, bragging in our, in our wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> let let, other, let people other people brag on you. On you. Okay? okay. If, if, if God's, God's gifted, gifted us, people, people will see, see the gift. The gift. Okay? okay. Uh, the mighty, the mighty man. man, he, he, he speaks, he speaks of the mighty man. man. This, this is, is the powerful. This is the this strongest strong. strong. could be the champion. Uh, this would um, be the warrior in America. And it's kind of come into the church. We're trying to teach our kids. Rather than pointing them at God like we should, we we want them to be be a champion champion in sports. sports. We want them um, to be, uh, you know, know, we've got a lot of MMA uh, things going on. We're we're pointing them to all these things things that that aren't going to save their soul. They're not going to save anybody else's soul. They're not going to be a help to anybody. I like sports. I like a number of sports, as a matter of fact. But I have a hard time believing any Christian who's fervently seeking God would want their kid to be a greater athlete than a godly person. That's what's going to have an impact. That's what's going to change this world. We're talking about mighty military power. The answer is, is not going to come from the government. Now, I hope I didn't let anybody down with that, but you needed to hear that. It's not going to come through Washington. It's not going to come through legislation. It's not going to come through a shot. It's going to come through Christ. He says the rich man. He speaks, glory not in your riches. That's pretty easy to understand what that means. That means being wealthy. We, we ought not be those who are so focused on money. And this is, these are the things that our culture is pushing us to pursue. Any kind of marketing or advertising, you'll see, you need this. You need more of this. You need more money to get this. You know, you, you, you need to be wealthy and rich and have all the stuff and have all the things. But God never pushes us to that. He... He tells us, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In verse 24, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. To understand is to be able to intelligently consider something. A person who understands something can explain it to you, they can teach you how to do it. Um, A good builder, a good artist. Uh, someone who can play an instrument, somebody who can do a task and a wor- at, a, at a job, uh, a process, a procedure. They, they're able to understand it in such a way that they can explain it to you, and, and maybe even in such great detail, they can explain it to you without the machine or the equipment there in a way that you'll be able to understand how to do this. And, and God is telling us here, Let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth, and knoweth me, that you're able to intelligently consider him, that you're able to think about Christ and all he's done for you. Man, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if when we got together, we spent more time talking about him and his goodness than fill in the blank. I'm not picking on anybody, but fill in the blank. It's, he's an incredible savior. To know it, to recognize, to be instructed. If you're instructed, that means you're being instructed by someone and according to john chapter 10 christ tells us my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me he goes on in verse 24 and he says that i am the lord which exercise loving kindness judgment righteousness in the earth for in these things i delight saith the lord that I am, I am the Lord. To know Christ, this, 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 this is, above is above all else. else. This, 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 this is immeasurably, is immeasurably greater, greater than, than anything, anything we could imagine. We imagine. If, if you have, you have, have your Bible, Bible open, turn to Luke chapter, chapter 10. 10. I'm sorry, not verse 19, verse 20. Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. This is what we're supposed to be glad about. This is this what is we're what supposed, supposed to be boasting to in. We're supposed, supposed to be boasting in that our names are written in heaven. But you know you what? what? If, if if your name's, your name's not written, written in heaven, heaven, you're of all men most miserable. If you're here tonight without, without Christ, you can't, you can't boast in him. In fact, I'm gonna give you an example. You you can know, you know a, lot a lot about, about God. God. You can know, you know a, lot a lot about the Bible. Bible. You, But you can go without knowing Christ. That's what the Pharisees did. He said, you think you have life because you know the Bible. But that's not the case. You have to know Christ. You know, I know who the Queen of England is. I know where she lives. Buckingham Palace. It's in England. But I don't know the Queen. And I'm sure I'm there's sure people that, that could ramble, ramble down ramble all, ramble all kinds of statistics and stats and, 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 and facts about, about kings and queens and not have and known not one of them. them. The same with an athlete. You can name an athlete and you could tell me how many touchdowns and how many games, whatever it might be, but in fact, I, you've never met them. And, and that is all the difference. There's coming a day for those who truly do not know Christ, This is a scary scary thing thing. to think all your life you knew Christ Christ because you you went to church and, and, you know, you read your Bible Bible, and checked checked the box like we heard earlier and and you actually actually never knew him. That's a terrifying terrifying thing. thing. That That scares scares me me to death death when I think of some of my family members. To death. death. I'm I'm terrified. I think you're in a worse place to think you're saved and not be saved than to someone who knows they're not saved. There's a day coming when many will say to him, Lord, Lord, And he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. James tells us in chapter 2 and verse 19 of of the book he wrote, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils believe and tremble. There's a believing to the saving of the soul, according to Hebrews 10.39. When you are born again and you become a Christian, this is a supernatural belief. This isn't like... You'll hear someone say, oh, just believe. Put your faith in that chair. Like if you sit in that chair and it holds you up, you exercise faith. No, I saw the chair. (laughs) I don't see Christ. None of us see Christ. We believe in a God we've never seen. That's supernatural. That's of the Holy Spirit. This This is not like, you know, that sort of an illustration. This is believing in a God that none of us have ever felt or touched. Intelligently consider this. In Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, we're told he's, he's taken up residence within us by his Holy Spirit. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This is the down payment of the purchased possession. In 1 Peter 2, 18 and 19, we're told you've been purchased by the precious blood of Christ. When we just read in Jeremiah, he said, don't brag in your riches. Don't glory. Forgive me. In your riches, your riches can't save you. Turn to First Peter uh, two eighteen and nineteen. He actually has something to say about that. First uh, Peter two eighteen and nineteen. One, I'm sorry, it's one eighteen and nineteen. For as as much much as ye know that that ye were not not redeemed redeemed with corruptible corruptible things things as as silver silver and gold gold from your vain conversation received by by tradition from your fathers, fathers, but with with the precious precious blood blood of Christ Christ, as of a lamb without without blemish and without without spot. spot. The precious precious blood blood of Christ, Christ, the perfect perfect Son of God. God. And so to know God is to have him as your teacher. Turn to John chapter 14. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit instructs us. He's our teacher. Turn over to the same book, chapter 16 and verse 13. We're talking about knowing God which means you're being instructed by him. Verse 13 reads, "Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall speak, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He's going to show us the way. We know Jesus told us that he is the way. If we look at the next verse, he tells us, this is Jesus speaking, He shall glorify me, me, for he shall receive receive of mine mine and and shall show it unto you. you. He's talking about the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit Spirit glorifies glorifies Jesus Christ. I want to share share a few things things on how you can know when there's a work of God God going on. Does it honor honor the Lord? Lord?
0: Does it honor honor Jesus Jesus Christ
1: Christ as Lord, rather? rather? Is 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 he the the focus focus of worship? worship? Does it minimize or does it magnify Jesus Christ? Does the work honor or disrespect the biblical Jesus? When I say that, meaning he's God. Does it honor him as God? Does the ministry edify or does it entertain? Jesus said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs." He didn't say entertain them. He didn't say put on a show. If you look look at the life life of Christ, Christ, outside outside of his miracles that drew a crowd, crowd, the things things he said actually were pretty pretty hard, hard. right? Take Take up your cross. cross. Does Does it promote promote holiness? holiness? I know these 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 are not um, words words commonly used today, today, but they're in the Bible. (laughs) Does does it promote promote holiness? holiness? Or or contrary contrary to that, that, does it promote worldliness? Um, I bring all this up just to say, to know him is to love him, and when you love someone, you want to see them presented accurately. You want to see them presented the right way. If someone was to come to you and say some things about your wife that you knew were not true, I'm sure you'd be, or, or vice versa, or if you're not married, a good friend of yours that you care about, you wouldn't be too pleased, and you would probably want to see to it that they made that right. And... We've got all we need to show us what God calls us to and what he wants us to do. If it's outside of this, that's how we know when something's the real deal or it's the false. There's a lot of counterfeiting going on out in the world, but we know him. And we ought to be glorying in that. Um, Psalm 103.
0: Psalm
1: 103 verses 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. At the end of our text that we were reading in Jeremiah, we're told that, the Lord exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. In verse 4, we read, Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. That, that word crowneth there, you, you think of a crown, it's round. It's to encompass. It's to surround. Now read that. Who surrounds thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Everywhere you go, go. Jesus Jesus Christ the Lord Lord is surrounding you with his love, love, his kindness, and his tender mercies. And if that don't don't make your your heart glad, I don't know what will. will. Um, Um, Verse 6, the Lord executeth executeth righteousness righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. At the end end of our our text text in Jeremiah, it says the the Lord delights delights in judgment and righteousness. He does what delights him, and he expects his children to do what he delights in.
0: Right, he has, he has shown thee, O man, man what, is, what good, is good,
1: and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. He's given us all the instructions. If we'll dig into this feast of his word, we will go around glorying in him. We will go on praising him and rejoicing in his goodness. Don't listen to your circumstances. This world right now is crazy. Uh, I'm tired, I'm tired of hearing about some yourself. of the things that are going on myself. I really am. And the only, the only comfort I have is to, is to look to the word Lord of God. God. Don't, believe Don't believe your circumstances. circumstances. Believe Romans 8:28. OK? okay? <laughs> Listen, Listen to this. To For the, the Lord, Lord your God has a high degree of pleasure, of pleasure in loving, and loving you. you and always, always doing right. right. He has but a high, high degree of loving of you. you and pleasure in that. And he always does right. He's always good. We read that in uh, Psalm 105. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and truth endures to all generations. This is how we comfort ourselves. We go to the world, uh, to the word, not the world. Forgive me, please. My proof text for God's love. Uh, It's the most beloved verse. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We don't need anything more than Jesus Christ. I know everywhere we look, everything is pressing in on us saying contrary to that. You need bigger this, a newer that. You need a faster this, a stronger that. Um, your biceps aren't big enough, your stomach sticks out too far, your hair's a mess. I mean, we could do this all day. You need more makeup. Like, no, (laughs) okay? We should be taking care of ourselves, right? We're a temple of God, but all we need is Christ, right? Man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, he's given us all we need for a life of godliness, His word is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That means that God's word is able to equip you to be a godly Christian everywhere, in any circumstance, under any duress or difficulty in your life. He's equipped us for that. But are we walking with the shield of faith? Are we holding the shield up? Are we quenching the darts of the enemy? Or are we believing our circumstances? Are we believing the lies that we're being fed? If we spend more time praising him and glorying him and beholding him, we'll be a lot more like when Peter was walking on the water than when he was sinking down. I'm not saying go out there and jump out of a boat, all right? But I am saying that we should be living above our circumstances. Christ Christ rose rose from the dead, dead and we get get to meet him one day. And between now and then, we get to learn about him, we get to share him with others, others, we get to love him. him. Hey listen, we get get to to teach, teach, if you got kids here tonight or you're planning on having kids sometime, you get to teach your kids about him. That is a precious stewardship. When I think of what goes on downstairs in this place every Sunday and Wednesday, My heart's thrilled that they get to hear the truth of Christ. Let me share something personal with you about that. Kids are a lot smarter than you think, okay? You don't have to cut talking to them about the Lord for two minutes, okay? They'll listen. Kids hear about God, and you can see their eyes start to get wide. You don't have to try to entertain them all the time, you know? Uh, they love love games and I like playing games with them, but man, I sure love when they get to hear the word of God and I think of the opportunities they're going to have ahead of them to impact this world. Christ could come today, but we ought to be sharing that word like he is going to come today. Grandkids, there's people here with grandkids. What, What are you pouring into them? Are we, do we stick them in front of the, the TV for three, four hours? Or do, or do we put out some cookies and milk and say, let me tell you about Jesus? That's what's going to save them. That's what's going to lead to everlasting life. I heard a story today about a man named Rechab. He was the father of the Rechabites in the book of Jeremiah. And Rechab, if I'm saying that right, he told his, his sons, sons to drink no wine. Right? 300 years later, God later, used Rechab's g- next, generation, next, generation, after generation, next generation, after generation after generation after generation. 300 years later, he used them as an illustration for the for sinful children of Israel. Israel. He, told he told Jeremiah, Go, go, go pour some, some wine, wine, tell these God guys God to drink it. it. God wasn't God tempting God them. them, God put God that in God front of them for a reason. reason. What was the reason? to show them the power of the life of a man of God. 300 years later, they still weren't drinking wine because of a man who lived for God, who's obeyed the word of God and taught his kids the word of God. 300, could you imagine if 300 years from now, you have great, 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 great grandkids who are obeying God that blessed me when I heard that. I thought, man, because we tend to get down sometimes. You know, think, is my life making an impact? Am I really making a difference? Yeah. God's word does not come back void. If we will steep ourselves in it, I'm telling you what, when pressure comes, what comes out is going to be good. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your son and your word and Lord that, Lord, that we can we say, can that, say we that we know you. you, for those, those of, us of us who are, are yours, that we can glory in that, that, that we understand, understand you. And I'm so thankful that you prove you. that you delight in, delight in loving kindness and, and tender mercy by sending Christ. Thank you so, so, much, so much for all, all that you put up, put up, up with in our lives, lives and, all and all of our, our imperfections and our continually messing up as parents and husbands and wives and even friends at times, and co-workers, we to blow it. But you're so faithful, and you're so gracious. And I thank you that you who began a good work in us will bring it to completion upon the day of Jesus Christ. I'm so thrilled in that, that we stand by grace and not on our works. But Father, while we're here, would you help us to walk in good works? I pray that you'd help each, each one here, Lord, to grow and to take steps of faith in these coming days and even throughout the remainder of their earthly pilgrimage. I pray that you'd help us to be a people who are are just, Lord, different, that truly shine as lights in this crooked and perverse generation, and I'll thank you for that. God, I just pray you'd continue to. Help your people in this place to love one another and you continue to prepare the man you're going to send here to lead this work. That he would take steps of faith all the way here. That he would be desiring to be spent pouring into your people and standing on the truth. And we'll thank you for that. Lord, I pray you'd give us each one here safety as we travel from this place. And Lord, that you'd bring back a good group here on Sunday that we would not forsake the gathering of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And we'll thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.